0: Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 85. The RV Entrepreneur is a weekly podcast for nomadic entrepreneurs. And first things first, I haven't published an episode in 11 days and i had a few people reach out and just ask if everything was okay and <laughs> because you haven't heard from me in over a week so first of all everything's okay i just let a few things pile up on our plate last week we were in colorado for like 9 days doing a video shoot with winnebago and it was a lot of fun and I did get high altitude sickness up on the mountain because we went from sea level, we've been in Maine for like the past month now, we went straight up to 12,000 feet and I got the bright idea that it would be really fun to camp on top of a 12,000 foot mountain after being at sea level for a full month and so within 24 hours we jumped on a plane, basically went straight up to the top of the mountain after we got in Colorado. And I woke up in the middle of the night with my head spinning, and (laughs) I had to get out of the tent and go down the mountain because you don't want to stick around at high altitude if you can get down to a lower elevation once you get high altitude sickness. So I pretty much knew immediately what was happening because I'd heard stories of high altitude sickness. Anyway... This is in no way relevant to why I haven't gotten a podcast out in the past week. I'm not trying to garner up sympathy here. Uh, We just have a couple other client projects that have kind of got put on our plate at the moment. And I've gotten behind on a few things. So I'm sorry. No excuses on my end. I am working to get some more podcast episodes out for you guys. So thank you for reaching out. There were a few people who reached out and shot me messages on Instagram and Twitter and email just kind of checking in saying that you guys are listening, dedicated, and that y'all are up to schedule with all the new episodes. So if you're binge listening in like a year from now, this is totally not relevant. But if you're up to date, and you asked why there hasn't been an episode in 10 days, thank you guys. And I appreciate y'all so very much. On today's test drive episode, I wanted to do something I haven't done before and share three of the books that have been the most impactful in my life, specifically that I've read since we started traveling in an RV a few years ago. One of the reasons why we originally hit the road was to just create more time in our life, to be able to have more time and flexibility to learn and grow. And so reading has been a big part of that since we've been traveling every year. Alyssa and I have a specific number of books that we try to read. And these are a few of the ones that I keep going back to over time and that have just been something the books I think about every single day. The first one is a book called Slowing Down to the Speed of Life by Richard Carlson and Joseph Bailey. This book was recommended to me by a friend named Garrett, who uh, has been an Olympic gold medalist winner, and he's an entrepreneur and really just a dear friend who I have so much respect for. And so whenever you get a book recommendation like this, you jump on it because for some reason, these people just, you have those people in your life that just know you. And after you read a book, that recommendation from them, after they've mentioned it for like the 10th time, you're like, how did they know that I needed to read this book? And this has definitely been one of those books for me. What I like about slowing down to the speed of life is that it's a book that challenges you to be fully present and appreciate the moment. My whole life I've really struggled with being present I remember once in high school, our basketball coach was going over this new play that our team was going to be running in an upcoming game, and he recognized, he looked over at me and saw that I was in La La Land, and I don't think he threw the basketball at me, but he might as well have been, because he started screaming at me and told me that he had talked about it with our baseball coach as well, and then he's like, Padgett, you have some talent, you have potential, but he's always in La La Land, and he just ripped me a new one in front of everyone. It was really embarrassing. I still remember it. Thanks, Coach Toon. And I think about this from time to time because in the moment, while it was just thoroughly embarrassing, he was 100% right. I really struggled to be fully present while we're out traveling and going to cool new places. A lot of times I find myself thinking about work projects and things going on in the back of my mind. And I find that... Instead of punching out of work at five o'clock every day and then going to do a hike or something like that, there's often been like a gray area in our life the past few years where I'm carrying work with me whenever I'm traveling and doing cool adventures, going on hikes, kayaks, bike rides, and vice versa. I'm I'm kind of feeling guilty when I am working and not exploring and then when I'm out exploring and I'm not working. And there's just been it's all been self-induced and I just didn't realize how right my basketball coach from high school was. So slowing down to the speed of life has helped me acknowledge these mental scripts that I have and how they're always constantly running. And it basically breaks your mindset into two different modes of thinking. There's analytical mode of thinking, which is kind of calculative. So we have all the variables in a given line. So if I'm balancing our budget at the end of the month, there's a very analytical mode of thinking where I'm looking at all the numbers. I have them all sitting here in front of me, and I'm calculating. And then there's a free-flowing mode of thinking, which is where you don't have all the variables, and you're more or less just relaxed. You're kind of in this flow state. It's why people say that you get a lot of ideas in the shower while you're driving because you're very relaxed and you don't necessarily have all of the answers. And the problem is, is that we try to solve so many problems in the analytical mode of thinking when we don't have all the variables. For instance, I think a lot about campground booking, and it's kind of in the back of my mind a lot as I'm working or as I'm doing dishes or anything like that. And I'm trying to always figure out what, how I can be solving this problem in the campground reservation space. But it's a problem that I don't necessarily have all the answers to, I don't have all the numbers sitting in front of me, and I'd be better served at solving this problem, if I kind of shifted into this free-flowing mode of thinking where it wasn't in the front of my mind, but it was something kind of always working itself in, out in the back, and it sounds kind of woo-woo, and they they describe it a lot better than I do, of course, but in essence, slowing down to the speed of life has helped me learn how to calm a lot of my rampant monkey mind all the time, my thoughts going to and fro, and recognize that always my emotions are a direct result of my thoughts. I'll say that one more time because I think it's super, super important my emotions are always a direct result of my thoughts and always have been. It's literally impossible to feel something without thinking it first. So it's impossible to be angry without thinking angry thoughts. And so it's really just helped me be thoughtful of what is on my mind all the time. If I'm feeling stressed, it's because I've created these stressful thoughts in my head. And so that's something I'm really, really working on at the moment. And this book has been really helpful in identifying what those mental scripts are and how to fix them. Another book that I have I love and I constantly reference while on the road, and I pick up at least a few times a week and read, is called Meditations. It's a modern translation by Marcus Aurelius, who was the emperor of Rome and lived around 160 AD, and it's been translated to fit a more modern audience today. I never heard of uh, Stoicism, which is the type of book this is. Marcus Aurelius was a Stoic type of philosophy until, I never heard of this until shortly after we were on the road. I was actually working out at a Planet Fitness and I was listening to Tim Ferriss' podcast and he was interviewing a guy named Ryan Holiday. They were talking about Stoicism and how they both loved Marcus Aurelius and all these other people, and i had never heard of any of these people. I'd obviously studied Roman history and things like that in school. I'm not sure how much I remembered of it, but I picked up this book called Meditations. It was the one they both said was their favorite. And I instantly fell in love with this book. I would kind of compare it to much of Proverbs in the Bible. It's a wisdom book. So short, insightful, tight jabs of wisdom that are bite-sized. And you can kind of pick it up and get a lot of really good wisdom tidbits no matter where you are. A few specific things that I've taken away from meditations for my specific life is something called negative visualization. It's going to sound a bit depressing when I tell you what guys what this is, but it really does work. This is where you visualize you or yourself or somebody around you basically dying or something bad happening. And I again, I know it sounds extremely depressing. <laughs> it sounds terrible. But the idea is that if you think about the end of your life and visualize these people going away, then ultimately it makes you really grateful to live in the moment. And this is something I had actually done before ever reading meditations. I imagine myself being a really old man. I close my eyes and I think about, you know, like my hands being wrinkly and old and, you know, having arthritis and things like this. And it basically I thought about my life and backwards and all the things that I would change or do differently. And then I opened my eyes and realized I'm I'm basically young again, and I can go out and do all those things and fix them. And it creates this level of urgency in my life to to not procrastinate and not waste time. And again, so it sounds a little depressing, but once you kind of dig into it, it's kind of a very practical way to get perspective each and every day. I don't do it every day, but I try to do it, you know, once or twice a week. Another takeaway from reading the Stoics like Marcus Aurelius is just the shortness of our life. Another book written by a Stoic uh, was called The Shortness of Life by Seneca, who was also another Stoic. And I'm lumping this under meditations, even though it's an entirely separate book, because it kind of falls under the same Stoicism category, and I didn't feel like it needed to be its own separate category for this list of three. And in this book, Seneca makes a case for just how short our time here is on this earth He says that men are so stingy with their money and their land, and they go to war over these things like a few dollars or somebody trying to take your property, but that we happily give away our most precious resource, which is time. And so the shortness of life has helped me prioritize how much of my time I'm willing to give away to others. And I thought about this a lot whenever working with clients or whenever I had a full-time job. After our first year on the road, I I temporarily worked with a guy, and it was a 40 hour week gig. And I just didn't feel like my time was being respected as much and that they were constantly, he was constantly demanding more and more of my time. And so the shortness of life just helps me think about how nobody will ever prioritize your time as much as you do. And uh, it's just a really good reminder. Another thing I've learned from the Stoics is to do less but better. This is a constant mantra of mine and something I'm always striving to do, and whether I succeed at this or not is a totally different story. But a quote from the book, uh, Marcus Aurelius says, If you seek tranquility, do less, or more accurately, do what is essential. Do what brings a double satisfaction, to do less, but better. And he said basically all the things I just said in a really nice, clean way. The third book on my list of books that have changed my life since we started traveling is a book called The Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday, who is the guy I referenced and introduced me to meditations. Ego is the Enemy is a book that challenges me and pushes me in the self-awareness category. Ryan has become for sure one of my favorite authors. He's written a few other books like Ego is the Enemy, Obstacles the Way, and his newest book, Perennial Seller." Ego is the enemy is about being realistic about your own skills and motives while working towards any given goal. Ryan talks about how easy it is for us to blindly pursue it more and more without acknowledging if that is even what is in our best interest. He gives examples about generals of our army who have turned down promotions because they were realistic about their own level of skills instead of ambitiously pursuing a higher status at all costs. This book resonates with me because I tend to care way too much about what people say and think of me, and that's something I'm working on. So I sometimes get lost in the appearance of what I'm doing instead of the substance. And one practical example of this is that... During Hourly America, we picked up video equipment and we hit the road and we started traveling and learning how to shoot video. And we had never done that before in our life. I mean, we're pretty much the equivalent of freshmen in college who just started studying film and video, and we weren't even doing it traditionally. We were doing it on our own. And because we ended up getting a lot of press and publicity that first year on the road, lots of national media picked up our story, I felt this false pressure to ultimately be this amazing filmmaker even though I was just getting started and what it did is it paralyzed me like this ego got in my way where I told myself I needed to be something I wasn't and I needed to be a way better more talented filmmaker because I talk so much about this documentary and uh, a lot of times I kind of wish we hadn't got all that press and publicity because then it wouldn't feel like I needed to make something amazing and uh, and so in ego is the enemy. Ryan talks a lot about uh, how to conquer the ego and how it holds us back from achieving what we want to achieve. Another point that Ryan brings up in ego is the enemy is that our ego ultimately wants recognition for things before we actually do them. And so Another example is this is you guys haven't heard me talking that much about campground booking lately, which is because that's not at the forefront of projects that I'm currently working on. It's a little bit on the back burner while we're, we have some deals in the pipeline and we're still building things out. It's just slow. It's just slowly. And I don't want to be talking about this thing obsessively that I'm not actively working on. And one of the ways that Ryan puts us in this book is we can either be or do. We can either act like we're something and talk about it and you know, try to be recognized as that thing, or we can just put our heads down and do the work. And uh, It's just such a really good reminder, and it's a really good book for anybody who values self-awareness because it's one of those things that's so easy to trick ourselves, and I obviously lump myself into that category. A couple honorable mentions that didn't quite make the list, Theodore Roosevelt by Edmund Morris. It's a biography of the first part of Teddy Roosevelt's life that is absolutely fascinating leading up to his presidency. Teddy Roosevelt lived a incredibly adventurous life, like getting shot off a horse by Indians and all of these other crazy things that you're just like you can't believe that a president actually went through all these different things. Uh, So that's an amazing book. There's actually three parts of that. There's one leading up to his presidency, one during, and one after. And uh, I've only read the first one because it's like a thousand pages and it's really long, but totally worth it. Another one is called The One Thing, a book by real estate mogul Gary Keller that talks about focusing on doing less but better. It's a great reminder for anybody that feels like they have way too much stuff on their plate. And the last one Is Choose Yourself by James Altucher, which is just a great book about why we're living in a generation where you have the opportunity now more than ever to create your own career, your own work, and do what you love. And Choose Yourself uh, is the essence of that book. (laughs) And it's kind of self-explanatory, but it's a great book by James, and I would highly recommend those as well. Anyway, that's all for today's test drive. Thank you guys for tuning in and for reaching out and being patient and just for being awesome community and awesome podcast listeners if there's anything that you guys want us to cover on these test drives i'm going to have Alyssa on some upcoming episodes feel free to reach out and shoot us a message on instagram which we merge our accounts it's at heath and Alyssa on there thank you guys so much would love a review and for you guys to subscribe in itunes that means the world and i will see y'all next week on the rv entrepreneur podcast